Okay, I'll admit it. I'm an egomaniac. What can I say? Shame on you! As usual, I'm right. You're wrong. Are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met. Obviously, clearly, maybe, definitely. A fresh take on sports and entertainment. Dave and Joe's hot like it is. Weight Talk Radio every week. David and Joe are simply the best. I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do. Pure Gold is the best. I love Pure Gold. Pure Gold. I got two words for you. Pure Gold. <laughs> you guys are awesome. This is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. Good evening, everyone. It is 7 p.m. straight up. Pure Gold is live on the air for this Thursday night. May 26, 2022. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please give us a call, as always, at our phone number, folks. The one and only, the incomparable, the never-before-seen, the often-imitated, never-duplicated, 515-605-9796. Once again, that is 515-605-9796. Thank you, Gigi. Um... I'll say why I said that, because your awful, I mean, awesome intro was as awesome as ever. It was dead air for a couple of seconds. But anyway, um, there's no there's no way to segue um, this. You know, it, Tuesday was a tragedy for our country, for our nation. So our thoughts and prayers are obviously with the victims and the families of there. So with that, Dave, it's all you. <sighs> Well, folks, um, you know, Joe said it, and, uh, it, you know, it's terrible what happened in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, it's just terrible. This thing, unfortunately, seems to be a recurring theme here in the United States, and I'm not sure why. I mean, we can always get into the ins and outs of that, but honestly, um, you know, we're going to actually hit, do something a little bit different today, and we are going to actually go to Todd's take uh, early, earlier than ever, and folks, without further ado, the one and only Todd of PG. Hello again, everyone. It's me, Todd, here for another week to force-feed you my views, whether you like it or not. In this episode, I want to talk to all of you about the ongoing issue in America of gun violence, mass shootings, and gun control. Hot on the heels of two mass shootings in as many weeks, our trusted elected officials are scrambling to get in front of cameras and point the finger at assigned blame for you so you don't have to. No independent thought needed. Just listen to us. We know what's best for you. That's how they like it, and apparently how America likes it too. But let's drill down a little further into that assignment of blame. Who is to blame? Are the guns the problem? Is the availability the problem? Is it just far too easy to obtain a gun, be it legal like the ones used in Texas, or illegal like the subway shooter in New York just recently. Joe Rogan was once quoted as saying, quote, this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem and a tyranny problem disguised as a security problem. My opinion is that exact sentiment. If you have a gun and intend to do bodily harm, then ding, 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 you have a mental health problem. Taking away the guns isn't the answer and is, by the way, unconstitutional. Unless, of course, you are one of these 21st century ninnies that doesn't think the Constitution is worth the paper it's printed on. 
The Second Amendment is beyond reproach. It's there to aid the citizenry protect itself from tyrannical government. I'm paraphrasing, of course. So in this man's humble opinion, and an in-depth psych evaluation should be and is desperately in need to be added to the requirements of purchasing a gun, and also should have to be renewed by reevaluation. Buy or don't buy. What you think is right for you. Do what you think is right for you. Be smart and be safe. Exercise your rights, lest they be taken. I'm Todd, and that's my take. Thank you, Todd. Couldn't say it better myself. I, I will say that I am breaking the fifth wall. I am the uh, substitute teacher in my own town, and um, I deal with a lot of elementary school kids. Um, you know, I deal with dismissing them at the end of the day. I deal with their parents, uh, saying hi to them, saying hi to the teachers. I, I think, Dave, the biggest uh, mistake I have, uh, not the biggest mistake, but the biggest difference between what happened in Sandy Hook and um, what happened on Tuesday, what Tuesday versus Friday, you know what I mean? Maybe not. Okay. Go on, Dave. Take a break. You are literally talking, so finish your sentence, sir. I want to finish my thought before we take a break, break, but uh, before we segue into – there's no way to segue into what happened on Tuesday versus what happened on uh, – what we're going to talk about the rest of the show. But I'll just say that the difference between Tuesday and, fr- uh, and Friday is that on Tuesday, you send your kids to school. Um, you know, you have to worry about teachers. You have to worry about principals. You have to worry about psychologists. Worry about like you know send your kids to school the next day if you do send your kids to school. Um, on Friday you get to at least be with your parents, uh, with the, their parents. The teachers have a day, a couple of days off to recuperate what happened. Um, not saying that what happened in Sandy Hook. I'm saying that's was closed, but I'm saying across the nation. So it's it's important to know that uh, what happened on Tuesday is different than what happened on Friday in Sandy Hook. I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. Um, and, you know, obviously everything that we say here and share here is our own personal opinion. And, I mean, that's your take on it. And Todd gave his take. And, you know, I mean, if that's if that's the angle that you're you're interested in going with, then obviously that's, that's how you feel about it. So, I mean, the bottom line is that, you know, we – you know, there's a phrase here. People always use it's overused. You know, our thoughts and prayers go with our thoughts and prayers go with you know so and so. And really, I've never understood the whole thoughts part because I don't understand what you thinking about someone in suffering does for them. I, I mean, I do understand praying. I understand the power of prayer. I understand the sentiment behind praying for somebody and praying for their family. But I don't know if this is ever going to get solved. It doesn't seem like it is. Both sides of the political aisle, all they ever do is blame each other. Um, that's it. Literally, nothing else. Uh, it's just a shame. It really is. And, uh, you know, nothing's going to get done, it seems. Whether that's, you know, you talk about gun control, whether it's mental health, or, you know, whatever whatever you want to blame these issues on, nobody's willing to actually do anything about it in the political spectrum and in the political arena. We're basically just stuck in the middle. And it's unfortunate, it really is, you know. Uh, but as you said, there really is no way to segue from this. So, folks, we will be back right after this as we go into as we go into the rest of our program for the evening and we will be right back. 
Hey guys, it's Brittany Don and Brandon, Miss Arizona USA 2011. Make sure you tune into Pure Gold Radio for only the best talk on sports, entertainment, politics, and much, much more. I'm Kristen Ledlust, and you are listening to Pure Gold. I'm Lisa Mateo from the Pix11 Morning News in New York. Make sure you check out Pure Gold every week for the best talk radio around. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. As an active listener and proud sponsor of Pure Gold, I hope that when it comes to buying and selling real estate in northern New Jersey, you'll make a choice that you won't regret. Visit DennisMovesNJ.com. That's Dennis movesnj.com for all your real estate needs. With over 22 years of experience working in law enforcement and married to an elementary school teacher, I truly understand the importance of your safety and education in your home search. Contact me today by visiting my website at dennismovesnj.com or calling me at 973-868-3529 and let me take care of the rest. Joe has solar panels at his house, and he's been saving a lot of money thanks to Justin and Chris at Phoenix Energy in Hackensack, New Jersey. They are a great company, and they are setting up homeowners with no out-of-pocket cost roofs and solar systems. Contact them today for a free quote, 201-316-0162. Once again, that's 201-316-0162. Thank you for that, and Again, if you want to call and talk about anything and everything, it's 515-605-9796. And the best way to segue is slowly but surely. So um, we do talk about wrestling a lot on the show. We talk about having a show on itself. So, Dave, what did you hear um, just today about someone and just about the fact that they think that they're higher than God, I guess. Oh, jeez. I mean, I wouldn't say that at all. Those are definitely your words, not mine. Um, not even sure why you said that, but, you know, this show is going swimmingly, so we may as well just keep it going right down the toilet. Um, I was listening to a Busted Open today, as I, as I tend to do. I usually listen to the shows after the fact. I hardly ever listen live, and uh, today is no exception, but I actually heard part of the show on the same day that it aired. So, obviously, we talked about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And uh, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer were actually on. I'm assuming Dave's on vacation. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, you know, Bully was talking about this terrible event, this tragedy. And uh, then, of course, Tommy chimes in. And, look, I've never talked to Tommy Dreamer. He's never been a guest on the show. You know, I've never never had him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, a fan of his per se. You know, I, I've always appreciated his body of work in ECW and what he did with his career, what he's done with his career, really. But, you know, Tommy said something today that I just thought was, I, I just thought it was completely asinine, you know. And, again, I'm not trying to knock the guy or take shots at him, but this is my honest opinion. He literally said his nickname is uh, the Innovator of Violence. That's always been his nickname. And he said today that he no longer wants to be referred to as the Innovator of Violence because of this event that happened, because he doesn't want to be associated with violence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just don't understand how a professional wrestler can make a statement like that. First of all, unfortunately, unfortunately, there have been very, very, very many of these shootings, you know, over the years, especially in the course of time where he's been wrestling. So why this particular shooting? Why is this the shooting where he says, I, I no longer want to be called the innovator of violence? He actually said that if anybody calls him that, he would stop them, like, you know, an introduction. He would stop them, and then he would 
cut a basically cut a speech, a long speech about why he doesn't want to be called that. Joe, I mean, what are your thoughts? Because I just thought it was ludicrous. Yeah, I was trying to be as ludicrous as he was because to call him higher than God is stupid. I mean, I'm just I, – I can't believe Tommy Dreamer said that one – and is he being a shock jock? I mean, why is he saying something like this? I don't, I don't understand it, Dave. I don't either. I don't get it. It's just dumb. It's a dumb statement to make, and I'm sure nobody's going to call him yeah. out and nobody's going to say anything. All the fans are probably totally, you know, kissing his butt or whatever like they do with all the hosts on that show. But the fact is that, you know, every, the Sandy Hook happened. You know, he's much closer to Sandy Hook than Texas in proximity because he's based out in, right. in New York and, you know, Connecticut's right there. I don't understand why all of a sudden, like, you know, you're you're a professional wrestler. What you do is literally violence. It's like the WWE. <laughs> apparently, the word um, the word attacked is now banned because of what's going on in Ukraine because Russia attacked the Ukraine. So the the WWE has banned the word attacked on the air. You can't say that so and so attacked so and so. I mean, it's just something like that is dumb. It's asinine, and this Tommy Dreamer thing is completely asinine because you're a wrestler. You commit violence. Yeah, it's scripted and it's fake per se, quote-unquote fake, but it's violence nonetheless, so now you don't want to be associated with that word, so then stop wrestling. Retire from wrestling and don't ever get in the ring again, because that to me is just one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, honestly. And again, I'm not trying to take shots, but just completely ludicrous and ridiculous. I just feel like these guys, anybody, anybody that's a celebrity takes their, their being a celebrity, and they use this as a platform to make ludicrous statements like that. I just think that Tommy Dreamer I don't want to talk about him more because I don't want to um, make him more famous than he already is to make some stupid comments. But, um, you know, the only thing I want to say about wrestling, around wrestling, um, by Tommy Dreamer and his dumb comments is that, you know, the Usos finally unified the tag team titles uh, against RK Bro. Um, did you get to see that or you just heard about it? No, I heard about it. I don't, I don't watch it. I, I mean, it was on, it was on, uh, Friday Night Smackdown, which of course I don't watch, so I'm not, I don't, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch it, so no, I did not tune into that, but I did hear about it, and I was interested to see what would happen, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not either, but it's interesting to see that they are combining the titles together, um, so the, uh, the, I guess the Unified Tag Team Champions, the Usos finally took the titles, um, they have the titles, um, what's interesting to me, the only thing that's interesting to me about that is that RK Bro, I thought that there would be a little rift between the two. It doesn't seem like they're starting that angle. I think eventually you'll have Randy Orton, um, you know, turn on his broski, um, I guess, in the upcoming weeks, I'm guessing. You were talking about turning on real? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. It's probably going to happen eventually. I mean, Randy has been a heel so many different times in so many different ways. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen because – where else do you go with the tag team? You know, there's there's not really much left to say, honestly, because to me, um, you know, like I said, it's something that Randy has done a million times, and it's going to happen, and people have been calling for it for, for quite a while. So I hope it happens, and I hope people are thrilled. And, you know, Randy does his 85th heel turn of his career. So, <laughs> I mean, that that's what we need, another Randy Orton heel turn. You know, before we talk about sports, because we like to talk about the Mets and the Yankees a little bit, the Celtics, Rangers, um, you mentioned something to me about something going on by you and uh, potentially having somebody come on in the wrestling world. What's that about? Well, the Scenic City Invitational is a wrestling tournament that happens here in Chattanooga a couple times a year, if I'm not mistaken. 
and that's happening August 5th and 6th, and we're in the we're in talks with the promoter, Scott Hensley, coming on the show probably around July to promote it. So it, it's a little ways off, but we definitely we definitely do want him to to come on the show, and we're hoping that you know it'll it'll be something spectacular and it'll be a great you know great interview like we always do. And you know we've also got. You know, we've got that going on, and of course, we're also in talks with some of our past guests. I mean, I've reached out to quite a few, and Anna Zelinsky has told me that she is interested in coming on, and she does remember us, unlike another Anna who completely forgot about us, even though she was on the show like six times and co-hosted and everything, and cut all kinds of, you know, PG promos and ads and things. But, you know, I digress. So hopefully we'll have Anna on in the near future. And, you know, we're working on things behind the scenes. I know Joe has a couple of different, um, you know, a couple of different, people that he's got in the pipeline of possibly coming on as guests. So, you know, it's just, it's just onward and upward for Pure Gold. We just have a lot of things going on, and we're, we're excited about them all for show. I mean, we talked about this last week. We talked about having a special show, a special Pure Gold show uh, dedicated to wrestling. So maybe we have him on when we do an old wrestling show. We have him on just to talk about him, what he brings, and then eventually have him on, you know, have his wrestlers on. We don't know. I mean, we'll do something. Um, we do want to talk about sports. Um, the Mets just got done with a road trip on the West Coast. Um, how do you feel that the Mets did, considering they won the first game but lost the next two games in San Francisco? Well, the way that they lost was terrible. Um, losing that one game, 13-12, and 12, I'd rather they, they get blown out like they did the following day. Um, the, Mets, the Mets aren't looking good right now. You know, they scored a ton of runs and still lost three games. Uh, you know, they lost a three-game series. Not good. I am not, and I mean not, uh, convinced at this point that the Mets are going to do well. Um, but we'll see what happens. And, and I just mean at this period of time. I'm not saying overall. I'm not saying for the entire year. All I'm saying is that you know, as it as it remains currently, the Mets are they're in a bit of a tough situation, sir. I mean, let's be real. Here's what, here's what frustrates me as a Mets fan this year that. They win a game on Monday. I didn't expect them to win because usually they don't win the first game of a road trip like uh, in San Francisco. Then they have a chance to win the second game on Tuesday. They're up two runs, and Diaz blows it. And then yesterday, what I call a getaway game, they lost pretty bad, so it wasn't even worth watching. So it's just very frustrating lately to watch the Mets. Yeah, no, it is. And, uh, you know, I didn't like the fact that they lost this past game. They needed a win desperately. They didn't get it. So, you know, we'll see where they go from here. But the truth is, I don't think that the right now, anyway, that the Mets are in a good position, and you know they need to continue. They needed to continue to win. They need to go on a winning streak, which they seem incapable of doing. So we will we'll have to wait and see about that. Yeah, I mean, they open a set with the Phillies, I believe, coming home tomorrow. So it'd be interesting. The Mets are up what seven games, and it'd be interesting to see if they pull away from the Phillies or the Phillies pull closer to the Mets. I mean. Gun to your head, which I hate to say. Um, do you think the Phillies pull closer to the Mets, or the Mets pull away from them? Um, I think the Phillies will probably pull a little bit closer. I think the Mets are in dangerous territory. What they did last year, which I'm not a fan of, you know, just the idea of getting ahead and then then basically falling apart um, and letting the other teams kind of creep up. They need to, and I mean desperately, they need to get to the point where they're ahead by a ton of games. And they're really out ahead of uh, everybody, but they're letting the Phillies wake up. They're going to let the Braves wake up, and you know things like that definitely concern me, sir. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, Diaz blew a game with the two-run lead. 
Mm, I know he's not Chapman, who Chapman has been blown games left and right. I think um, he doesn't doesn't have a, a blown save statistic per se, but he's still in there blowing, uh, giving up runs. Um, Diaz is starting to concern me again. Well, I mean, Diaz is always a concern. Let's be honest; he's never been the most reliable closer, but. This year he was one of the better parts of the bullpen up until now, so you know we'll have to take a wait and see approach, see where Diaz goes, and um, you know hopefully he won't completely costly cost us uh, the season. Cause, I mean that's the bottom line, you know, because because uh, DG said so. Yeah. Um, so the Mets. Well, I mean it's still only May 26th, um, so there's still a whole you know there's June, July, August, September, October. Um, so it remains to see. As a Yankee fan, it's interesting because you know you say thank God for the Yankee or the Orioles because you know they got swept uh, in a doubleheader against the White Sox, and you know you you're happy that you see the Orioles next on, on your schedule, and the Orioles beat them a couple of times. Well, beat them once. So I thought it was interesting that you know thank God, I say thank God for the Orioles, but the, they lost the Yankees even lost to the Orioles at this point. Yeah, I mean you know you can't win every game. You know, the Yankees have had a heck of a run and a heck of a season so far. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to win every game. And, you know, when I go back to the Mets, just in terms of them winning series for the most part, which they've done. Um, yeah. This year, though, you know, all of a sudden they've been playing 500 ball for a good long while. So that concerns me. And then with the Yankees, you know, again, can't win every game. And I'm sure that they'll rebound because they've they're been doing great so far. Yeah, I mean – um, Chapman has an Achilles tendonitis. I think that's his excuse to be why he's sucking it up. Uh, John Carlo is hurt, as he always is, for uh, a period of, what, two or three weeks. So you can always count on John Carlo being out for a couple of weeks, for a couple of months uh, from the season. So the Yankees are in the same spot that they were in 2019, I think. The only difference is that, you know, they're making headlines in the way they shouldn't. Like Cortez, I talked about Cortez last week. Well, this week about Josh Donaldson, and I think it's uh, much about nothing. Uh, LaRusso is the loser in this regard, in this case, I think, because he brought it up. I think Josh Donaldson is innocent, but it's just uh, off the field stuff is is count, mounting up for the Yankees. It's just interesting to see. Uh, it is interesting to see for sure, sir. Um, and you know, again, we'll have to see what the Yankees do. We'll have to see what the Mets do. Baseball, as we've talked about many times, a super long season. So it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be one of those things where where you take a wait and see approach, and you kind of just ride it out and see how it goes, and you know, hopefully, for the sake of the city, uh, New York City, that is, that the Mets and Yankees will have good years, and then you know, maybe they'll both, maybe they'll both go to, um, you know, the playoffs, and uh, we'll have some uh, exciting baseball, October baseball in New York. It's funny because I I jest at the fact that there's going to be a subway series. The four seven, the four train, the seven train are gonna meet, but it seems like they're a little off the rails for different reasons. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they get back on the rails. And you know, if you want to talk about the Mets, the Yankees, I want to talk about you know the playoffs that are in NBA and NHL. But the number one, as always, is five one five six zero five nine seven nine six. So my Celtics, sir, NBA playoffs. Um, they're very frustrating to watch uh, for me, anyway. They take nights off. Tatum takes a night off. He only had 10 points in game three. How do you have only 10 points in game three at home? You're supposed to be a superstar, a megastar. You want to get paid like one. 
and you only have 10 points, and then all of a sudden they come back and win another game in Miami last night. So now they're up three games to two. We're one game away from having a finals that I thought would happen back in the first round. I think that the Boston Celtics will play the Golden State Warriors. Um, I know you haven't been watching, but you'd be frustrated too, right, if you, if the Celtics are going up and down, up and down, taking nights off. Uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, for sure. But, you know, I know you, you've told me off the air that you feel good. You feel like they're going to win. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, obviously, I'm no Celtics fan, so it doesn't interest me either way. But, you know, with you being a lifelong Celtics fan, I'm, I'm sure that you're thinking you're having aspirations of, uh, you know, winning it all and, and going all the way this year. So I bet you're excited. I'm excited, but there's a lot of injuries. And, like, there's a lot of injuries versus – uh, the Golden State Warriors. I, now I'm getting worried that the Warriors might actually beat the Celtics. I know it's, it's funny to say because the, the Celtics have been the best team since January. I think when healthy, I know when healthy, the Celtics are the better team. I still think that the Celtics win in seven. I know they both have to get take care of business. Um, tomorrow night, the Celtics have to take care of business. Tonight, um, the, Golden, uh, the Golden State Warriors have to beat the Dallas, which I think they will. Double-digit victory tonight. I think the Celtics win double-digit. I just think that the Celtics play a defense that is born to watch as a fan, but they get the job done. Um, I mean, just ask any Brooklyn Nets fan. Anyway, so, you know, we're heading to the finals. We're we're a few days away from the finals. It'd be interesting to see. Tonight, again, the Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors. I expect the Golden State Warriors to close out the series four games to one. I think it's going to be a double-digit win. I just think that I know you don't watch basketball as much as I do, but I, you know, it's just something I, I get interested when my team's in. It, I'll be honest with you. The Celtics are in it, so I, I watch. I mean, that's the bottom line. So, um, do you want me to hit NHL, sir? Yeah, I mean, you might as well go for it. You may as yeah. well go for the trifecta. Well, I wonder if Beth is listening. I know there's a game that started just now. The Rangers um, are tied 2-2 in their series against Carolina. They've won games three and four at home. They're back uh, in Carolina. They want to um, – I think they will actually win the series at this point. It's going to be hard, but Tampa Bay lies in the wings. Tampa Bay is a, an Achilles heel for everybody. For the Islanders the last two years, I think that the Rangers will have no chance against uh, Tampa Bay. Um, they might get past Carolina, which I think – I think they will. Uh, even though they don't have the home ice, home ice. But um, what, what's interesting about that, and we, I didn't talk to you about it because I wanted to get your reaction, but the Florida Panthers were swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Florida Panthers were seen partying in a club until 3 a.m. Um, the night before their last game. Do you find any issue with that, sir? Well, I mean, you got to be focused. It actually reminds me of the Mike Tyson Buster Douglas fight from 1990, where Tyson was just basically partying and you know was messing around and stuff. Didn't take Douglas seriously. Then of course James Douglas knocks him out, <clears throat> wins the title, joke of a champion, gets his own Sega Genesis game. That's how far back this goes. But you got to be focused. The night before a big game, you can't be out partying. I mean that just to me screams unprofessionalism. It screams we don't care. We don't take this seriously. And the fans do take it seriously, so I think that, you know, if nothing else, you have to at least treat it like it's not just a complete joke, which is obviously what, what they did there. You talk about, you know, I'm going to backtrack one thing. Um, again, it's Pure Gold's 515-605-9796. But um, 
if I was a, the Celtics and who had just won, lost game three, they won game four, but they were going to Miami. For me, as a coach, as an organization, I would do things the Patriot way. I would say, you're not going to beach. You're not doing anything that's fun. You're going to just stay in the hotel and play in the gym and practice in the gym. There's no going to, no going to the beach. Um, you're going to just focus on winning the game and winning the series. I mean, that's how I would approach it at this point, but that's just me. I mean, I agree. You know, at the bottom line is you have to be – you have to make every effort – to win, you have to give it your all, and partying and going out clubbing and going to the beach or going wherever is not, it's not the way to do it. You know, it's like a wrestler before his big match, and, you know, obviously wrestling is predetermined, but UFC, use a better example. You know, if, like, the UFC World Heavyweight Champion is going up there and he's about to have a huge title defense, he's not going to go out party, you know, drink it up and just not train or do anything, you know, kind of blow off steam. You do that after you win a fight, if anything, after you win the match, after you win the big game, after you win the finals or whatever, then you can party all you want, but not before, sir. I just don't agree with it, and I think that it's it's uh, unforgivable. It is. Um, we are a show about everything and anything, so the fact that we don't really watch bowling like um, – you don't watch bowling like I do, but um, it's just important to know that Kyle Troop – Won the belt. Um, they have a belt that um, they they play for in the playoffs. He beat Tommy Jones three games to one. Um, that's what the finals was. So it be it was interesting to watch Kyle Troop be a two-time champion. Um, were, were you going to dive into things that you have no idea about, like no no clue to talk about? But we will talk a little NASCAR, believe it or not. Um, the only thing I want to touch about golf is that you know whenever I only watch golf whenever Tiger Woods is in it. I don't I don't. Um, you know, I just I just think that I don't watch golf unless Tiger Woods is in it and uh, NASCAR. I don't really know anything about NASCAR, but I'm gonna give it a try. I want to see what the big fuss is. Uh, all these people from the south the south love NASCAR, so I want to see what the big fuss is about. So I know you don't want to talk about anything. It was good to see Kyle Troop again win the the belt. Um, they have a WWE belt. You talk about WWE belt, so Kyle Troop won his belts back. He's a two-time champion, so. That's the news in bowling. Um, the rest is just um, in the news and nuggets. Do you want to take one last break, or do you want to keep going? No, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's regroup. Okay. And, uh, okay. folks, we will be back after these words from our sponsors. One thing on everyone's mind these days is real estate. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, contact Patricia and Renee Zengel with Keller Williams. Patricia has been in the business for 28 years, and Renee, 19 years serving Bergen and Passaic counties. With their combined experience, dedication, and knowledge of the market, you'll be in the best hands. 100% service, 100% of the time. Call 551-265-5288 and let them know Pure Gold sent you. I'm Lisa Mateo of the PIX11 Morning News in New York, and you're listening to Pure Gold. And we're back, folks. That was our wonderful break, the lovely Sanateo chiming in and, of course, uh, playing ads there, as we always do. Sir, what's next? All right. Again, if you want to talk about anything and everything you want to, it's 515-605-9796. Back from last week, did I mean, I have some notes here, but did Dr. Oz win the election or they're still counting the votes? I'm not sure. I'll have our producers look into this. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Uh, you know, it's just it's interesting that you you count 99 percent 
of the um, you count 99% of the votes uh, the day of and the night of, and then the the last 1% takes forever to count. So I, I don't understand what's going on these days. Um, so anyway, we'll find out. Dr. Oz won for you. Um, hold on a second. According um, to what I just so, saw on Yahoo, he did win yeah, by less than a thousand votes, but there's a recount coming. So yeah, good times. Good times. So you know, our president—I say that loosely—Joe Biden is going to be in uh, Texas on Sunday. Um, but the thing I don't get—I mean, I don't want to bring this back—but they like to push the fact that it was gun violence. To me, it's not gun violence. It's about mental health. Um, if, if it's about gun violence, then they're going to find something else to kill people. I mean, you know. Psychos are psychos at this point. I mean, do you agree or disagree? I mean, we talked about it earlier, you know, mental health is a big thing and people talk about you know, people talk about how you gotta blame the guns, gotta blame the NRA. I mean the NRA is not putting a gun in your hand and forcing you to shoot it. You know, I live in the south where plenty of people are you know, they use guns, they respect guns. They they train their children how to use them, and you don't have these types of shootings and instances. You know, for the most part, they're not as prevalent. Um, I just obviously this shooting happened in Texas, which is a part of the South of the U.S., of course. But you know, again, for the most part, it's not as prevalent. Um, you know, a lot more people do respect their their weapons, and I just don't see how this is a gun issue versus a, a mental health issue. You know, it's like everybody who owns a gun is is shooting people left and right. So you know, again, this this is controversial, and people are going to get annoyed and they're going to get mad. But the bottom line is that, you know, things need to change in this country, and as long as everybody blames everybody, then, um, you know, nothing's going to get done. The Republicans don't yep. budge, the Democrats don't budge, and it's just it's just a mess. It is. I, I hear that there's a meeting with the NRA coming up with Trump and some other people. Um, I just think that what's that mean going to show, what's going to prove, what's, I, mean, I just think that Trump – Showing up at the NRA is just political at this point. I don't think he's going to make a difference in anything, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree totally. Okay. So we we do have a caller on the line that wants to talk about, unfortunately, about the shooting that happened on Tuesday. But uh, we'll hear what he has to say. His name is Dave. He's been on the show before. He's definitely put on – he definitely uh, talked about Roe versus Wade. So now he wants to talk about another um, fun topic. So, Dave, you're on the you're on the show with Pure Gold. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing this evening? So okay. what, what's on yeah. your mind? <laughs> yeah. So I heard you mind? guys were, you know, no, you guys were talking about the the, the shooting down in Texas. You know, um, um, it's an unfortunate tragedy that happened. Um, I think, from what I remember, sixteen uh, students uh, were fatally shot, along with two teachers. And then also, I believe, um, the shooter's uh, grandmother, um, he had shot his, his grandmother before going out to um, to the school. Um, yes, yes, yes. You know, just, just, you know, it's a, it's a tra- tragic event. You know, politicizing it, you know, we saw, you know, um, I guess the mayor, you know, come in, um, put his two cents in the, the picture when it was not the right time, it's, it's never the right time. Um, you know, people need to respect guns. You got to respect, uh, you know, all your rights. Um, for every right you have, there, there's consequences. Um, um, you know, 
if you think you know freedom of speech, your your gun rights, um, all these rights, your right to privacy, you have to you have to honor and protect. Um, right. So, um, just it's 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 a shame that you know there are politicians politicizing this. And the one thing I saw, which is it's kind of funny, I guess. You know these advocacy groups. They post their memes and you know ban assault rifles, not books. But um, you know the books they're, that they're trying to push are these like anti-American, um, you know, propaganda. Right, right. You know, yeah. like you know, Communist Manifesto, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, whatever. And uh, you know, even though. I don't believe you should ban those books. You should, you know, you should teach it, but you should teach the Bible too. Um, that's just as important as any other book out there. And I, I can almost be certain if you, you know, ask teachers to teach it about the Bible, they will not teach it. And I think that the Bible has a lot of words in terms of your responsibility, you know, um, to your fellow man um, in, in all cases. Okay, well, let me ask you this, though, just to play devil's advocate for a second. So America clearly was founded on Christian principles, although the left would have you believe that it wasn't. But but, but let's pretend I'm, I'm a leftist. Let's pretend I'm a hardcore Democrat. Why would I want my kids to learn about the Bible, which is a religious book, when, A, separation of church and state, number one, and number two, those are not my beliefs, so why do I need you pushing them on me in a public school? Give us your thoughts on that. Well, you know, every book that you have, you know, is pushing a belief system out onto you. Uh, belief is probably the strongest uh, force out there, and you don't even realize that. You know, everything that comes into this world comes out of a belief. Think about, um, you know, have you been to New York City? You see the skyscrapers out there. You don't understand, like, every single building you see in New York, there was someone that believed it could be done. The bridges that connect us, there was someone that believed that bridge can be built. The pyramids in, in, in Giza, you know, people believed that they can do that, and they actually did. All right? So any belief system that you have out there um, you know, has, the, has the potential for, for good and evil, right? And um, I think that the Bible – not from a religious you you know you don't have to take it from a religious standpoint but from a literary standpoint it has a lot of value a lot of good morals um and i think that we as humans have a good understanding of what's right and wrong and we can determine that now when you separate the bible from any other book um now you have nothing to 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 compare against right you could read the read the Communist Manifesto and read the Bible, and you'll you'll have a better grasp and a more worldly view, in my opinion. Right. I mean, so I get what you're you, saying. I, in the terms of I, in terms of, of you know separation of church and state, that's something that I'm you know currently looking uh, into. But it's my belief that you can have separation of church and state, but you can't have separation of God and state. Um, if you do. You know, every single one of your 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 U.S. dollar bills that says "In God We Trust," you can hand that over to me. 
You mentioned Dave. You mentioned like um, you mentioned how we can't tell what's real versus fiction, and I I hate to segue this way, but I will. Um, the Chosen is a a series about Jesus. Oh, um, it's not. It, thanks. Um, it's not 100 percent to the scripture, but nope. do you feel that it's a good way to introduce little kids into why Jesus was a cool guy, quote unquote? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. Um, Definitely the chosen. I think for for probably the, the more of the teenage age group than um, than some of the younger kids <clears throat> that you know the chosen um, kind of uh, applies for you know because but watching the chosen you still have to get some sort of context you know going into uh, you know a good Bible based church listening to um, the historical reasons why certain things took place um, in the Bible, right? Because when you, when you read the Bible, and you, you'll read, you know, you know, individuals doing something, but you won't understand why they're doing it because you don't have the context of, of what was going on. You know, different parables in, in relationship to fishing and for farming and, and, and things like that. We don't live in in a society that is you know primarily you know, fishing and farming and and, right, and right. shepherding sheep, you know. So you have to understand and put yourself back into that mindset, and then you have to project it forward and say, how does it apply to today's society? But it definitely, yeah, I mean, I you know, in terms that. of the chosen, the chosen is. You know, uh, unbelievably well produced, um, and uh, you know I've uh, participated in in the in the fundraising of that, and you know I encourage other individuals too because it's you know the mission to proclaim uh, you know God's word is is written out for us. Definitely, um, you know, good call, Dave. We really appreciate it. We thank you so much for calling in. I know we've got a couple other callers we're waiting on here, but um, I mean, you made some good points, and I know you're giving your opinion and sharing it, which of course we're all entitled to. So we do thank you for sharing your opinion, of course, and your beliefs. And we invite you to call in anytime, sir. Thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Nice having David call in. Uh, now. You know, obviously that was a very uh, that was a bit more of a serious topic, and we're talking more you know religion and politics and you know worldview. But we're gonna switch over to sports because we have a call on the line, Steve, who's calling in, who would like to talk about the New York Yankees. Steve, how are you doing this evening, sir? Good, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, uh, yes, I like to talk about the Yankees. That would be great. Yeah, what's All up? Right, well, what's hey. on your mind? What's up? Um, well. Since uh, 2009, I would probably say um, Cashman, Brian Cashman, has probably spent close to uh, probably two, two and a half billion dollars, and has about uh, one or two playoff series wins to show for it. So, and my my question is, if he was on another team, how good of a GM do you think he would be, and what has he what has he done on the Yankees besides write checks for people? <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Um, let me just say this, first of all. Um, Joe and I have talked about this well, off and, the air. And, and, another, and, and, and here's a part C. Like, do you think other GMs, like, actually laugh at him? Because they, they – well, <laughs> right? And see, and see, look what I'm doing with, with like, you know. Like, right, it's like, for instance, like, G- Giancarlo Stanton just got injured, right? He's, he just right. hurt his calf, right? 
So, and everyone's making a big deal. How oh, it's a big loss in the Yankee lineup, big loss in the Yankee lineup. Um, you know, but uh, the thing is, you know, now they have like $200 million still left in that lineup. <laughs> right. And, and well, everyone else right. is playing with $40 million, including Tampa Bay, who's like two games behind. So, okay. That's what I like to see. Well, Steve, let me ask you a question first. Um, how long has Brian Cashin been the GM of the New York Yankees? Oh, uh, I would say roughly, I'd say since 2000, right? Yes, yeah, so 22. Uh, well, Bob Watson was a GM in 96 and they won the World Series. I think Bob left right. shortly thereafter. So Cashman yep, has yeah, been there close, exactly. to, close to 25 years, just about a quarter of a century. I Correct. I don't understand why he's been in that position for as long as he's been. I think it's ridiculous that he's been the GM for a quarter of a century. That's that's asinine. I mean, ten years, fifteen maybe. You know, John Sherholt was the was the GM for the uh, for the Braves throughout all those years where they almost won the World Series and they won one out of fifteen or whatever the case is. But you know, eventually he was put out to pasture. I think Cashman needs to be put out to pasture. Bottom line, I don't know why. He is still there. Again, you know, we're we're looking at, uh, at uh, the stats here. We have our our crack team getting it, and Cashman has essentially been the GM, like I said, uh, about 25 years, too long. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. You can't blame Brian for everything because obviously, like any GM, any move that he makes, it depends on the players to to put to put up or shut up. But he also has a huge hand, and he has been the architect of this team. There's no way, shape, or form around that. No mistake about it, Steve. I think Cashman should have been gone years ago, and the Yankees haven't won a World Series in 13 years. So please well, tell well, it's me. Not, it's not just, it's, and Why? it's not even just the World Series. Like I, I, it, that's the point is that they're built to, like he he they're built to beat up on Detroit, beat up on Baltimore, beat up on you know all these teams that they do this and that. We we all seen this. I'm not I'm not willing to say I'm impressed with this season. You know what I want to see? Play Tampa Bay. They play Tampa Bay next week, I think it is, or, or the one after. You got four games. Win, at, win three out of four from Tampa Bay. You got to beat Tampa Bay and Houston. Those are the teams that are beating you, right? <laughs> and every year for the last five, six years, getting to the getting to the World Series, right? So I'm not interested in beating Chicago. I'm not interested in beating Detroit and beating you know all these beating Minnesota for the ten thousandth time with all your you know uh, we we've seen this already. <laughs> beat Tampa Bay. Beat Houston. That's what I want to see. What do you think? Yeah. As a Yankee fan, you want to see him beat the good teams, but do I sense, maybe I don't sense a, a hint of jealousy, but I'm going to ask you, do you like the fact that the Mets are winning games the opposite way? They're not hitting home runs, they're hitting base hits. Do you like that approach, or do you like the Bronx Bombers, as they always are? Oh, I, I love the other approach, because the, the, the teams that strike out the least is bought, or teams I just mentioned, Tampa Bay, Boston, and Houston. You know what those guys do? Those teams do? <laughs> they win. They win in the postseason. That's what I'm saying. And that, that's that's how you win in the postseason. Yeah. So the Yankees gonna yeah. win 95 games this year? Sure. Absolutely. They're gonna win 95 games. Absolutely. Are they are they gonna you know when they play you know other teams in the postseason they're gonna get knocked out? That's that's just my philosophy. You have to learn how to play you know small ball and at least not, not even just small ball, just situational hitting. Just know your situation. And you got to get to it. They, it seems like the Yankees have too many All Stars, where they don't—they have no role players. Everyone wants to put the ball over the fence, and uh, that's great when you play bad teams. But in October, I, different. Yeah. So I just, I just yes, I am a little—I am a little jealous watching that. Yeah, I would say. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> is it okay that a certain right fielder of yours comes to the city field? Say again. Is it a certain right fielder? 
Is it okay <laughs> for him to come to the city field? No, oh, that would be uh, uh, yeah. I, I would, I would, yeah, I would do that. Oh my god! Let Absolutely. Pass out. Let's pass out. Why not? You talk, you talk about Mister Mister Judge. Yeah, you don't mind that he goes to the Mets. Absolutely not. You're my new best Absolutely friend. Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> Absolutely not. Go, go. The best part is when he turned down the contract in the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. What, what yeah, other player? What other player? What what, what? 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 What other player has negotiated with Brian Cashman and has lost? Why would you ever take an initial offer from Brian Cashman ever? <laughs> this guy well, overpaid for a rod. Think about this, right? though, and, Steve. And, yeah. Think about this, though. At this point. We've talked about this on the air. The Yankees are basically bidding against themselves. No one's going to sign Judge for the amount of, of money that he's at, that he asked that he turned down from the Yankees. Oh, they, I mean, oh, the they Red Sox aren't oh, going to get involved. Oh, they will. The Yankees what, will. The Yankees will. Just believe me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> They'll do it. Cashman does it. He writes his checks. What do you think? It's, look what this guy's paying. <laughs> this guy played. Steve. This guy paid. He played. He played. He played. He played. He played uh, Brett Gardner eighteen million dollars <laughs> off a of one ninety season, right? He's paying Rizzo nineteen million dollars this year. Rizzo had sixty RBIs here last year and twenty homers with a two fifty average, and he's paying him nineteen million dollars as a resignee. He resigned him. <laughs> like agents got agents got to be laughing going to negotiate with Cashman. They can't wait to get in that door. With that guy, Mitch, I got it. Sorry, uh, Steve. Sorry, you sound you sound like one of our other callers, Mitch, in disguise. You uh, you sound like a Mets fan. I mean, are you are you really a Yankees fan? Because you're you're ripping. I'm an, I'm a big right. I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big Yankee fan. I'm just tired of watching what I'm saying. What the heck is going on? Well, you know, Steve, we definitely appreciate you calling, uh, and we would love to have you call back again. Hopefully, you'll be a little more positive next time. It is nice to hear from the Yankees because you know Joe and I are are not not fans, but to hear you, it, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting perspective to get. So, thanks again, sir. It's we a appreciate you calling it's in. It's a realist perspective. Thank you. Thank you for Listen, your time. Hopefully. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, the next time you call in, Cashman will have gotten a 20-year extension. So uh, we can't wait oh. to hear you call back oh. after that. <laughs> Horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> thank you, sir. He's going to pay, he's gonna pay George $50 million a year. Okay, talk to you later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Take care. Right. You know, well, speaking of Judge, that was we Steve, do have something else. A.K.A. Call. Mitch. Oh, I, think, I think we have a first-time caller um, that wants to talk about Aaron Judge. So it's a great segue. It's, is Mr. Frank. Sir, yeah, this how is, are you? This is Frank. Yeah, fine. How how you guys Good. doing? Good. 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 I just Good. wanted to pick Good. up on uh, the last caller on uh, Aaron Judge there. Uh, you know, we offered uh, the Yankees offered him what, two hundred and thirty million uh, per year, and uh, you know he's he's asking for thirty six million dollars, three hundred and sixty million dollars, and he refuses to uh, negotiate his contract uh, during the season. I mean. Uh, I am for everything that the players can get, whatever they can ask for, and whatever they think they're they're entitled to. I'm I'm all for that because uh, the owners make enough money as 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 it is. But as a uh, you know, as a businessman, as a Yankee uh, ownership, I mean, the guy is uh, 30 years old. He only plays 65 percent of the time, and you know, I'm wondering how much money he's losing. Per game by not signing the two hundred and thirty million dollars, 
And is he waiting for what? the most valuable player of the World Series? They ask for forty or fifty million per year. That's the question I have. So, are you okay with him going to play for the New York Mets? Pardon, I'm sorry. Are you okay with him uh, potentially signing with the New York Mets next year? I got a bad connection. I can't hear you too oh. good. Yeah, I was just saying, are you okay with him joining the Mets next year? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I got a bad connection on the phone. <laughs> that's okay. I, I just was wondering about the, the judge the judge thing, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Good question. Um, this show is going swimming. So, Frank, uh, Mr. Ray, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Um, sorry for the bad connection, and we will talk to you soon. If you want to call back, it's, uh, as you know, it's 515-605-9796. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on, Frank. Uh, Frank said he had a bad connection. At first, I thought he was kidding because he was saying that, uh, you know, you kept repeating the thing about Aaron Judge, but then I really think there was an issue going on. So I'm not sure what is going on, sir. It's been a, a lovely show so far, and it's only 756. Um, it's appropriate that he can listen to my question and I repeat myself five times over. Um, you know, that's just typical. Um, we do have one more caller, but you don't want to take that call just yet, right? No, no, we may as well. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're joined by the one and only Angel from Woodland yep. Park. It's been a couple weeks, sir. How are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're, do- we're doing great. Um, we have people calling the show. They can't hear us. They're hanging up. Well, you know, it's been a splendid evening. Uh, What's on your mind tonight? I hear you you perfectly well. Could you hear me? Yes. Yeah, no, you you sound good. We we definitely appreciate you calling as always. I mean, you you, you would be in the Pure Gold Listener Hall of Fame if we had one. Kind of like the WWE (laughs) Hall of Fame. It's in our minds and it doesn't exist. So so what's on your mind, Angel? Well, listen, I I know that you guys uh, talk about different things, especially what's going on in the world right now, you know, the tragedy all over the place, uh, you know, but it seems to me that sports brings people together, you know, it's a a unity that, you know, it seems like everybody's everybody's happy, you know, they're cheering for their their team and whatnot, but listen, uh, I know you guys talk about different sports, you have a lot of different topics. But what I have on my mind that I don't hear too often, it's a game that is called pickleball. And, you know, I go to a, I go, I go to a senior citizen gym, and you have high school kids coming in here now. You know, it, it seems to me that this game is just catching on, and I don't see the sports, uh, sportscasters talking about this thing. Well, so I just want, here's I want, the thing. I want your input. I want to. I want to hear what you guys got to say, and uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, uh, Joe, do you know what pickleball is before we get started? No, but I don't. But I've I never heard of it. But I now I'm suddenly craving a pickle to eat. <laughs> well, um, no. So pickleball no. is essentially a cross between tennis and I guess you could say table tennis. You know, it, it, obviously you're set up, you know, you, you play in teams, you know, two on each side. You've got the net. You know, it's, it's on a court which looks similar to a tennis court. And you have yeah. people usually uh, usually in their 80s you know, or, or early 90s playing this because those are the only uh, people who play pickleball. 
And uh, I mean, Angel, you're you're basic, you're a youngster when it comes to pickleball. I mean, these people are on death door for the most part, and they're playing this game. It's actually I played it a couple of times. Um, you know, it's it's high impact. You wouldn't. They have different rackets. You know, it's a it's basically like a paddle ball racket or like a ping pong racket, but with holes in it. And then the ball is similar to like a, almost like a wiffle ball, but harder material with a bunch of holes in it. And you know, it's a fast paced game. Hit it hard. There there's rules. Then you have to serve uh, diagonally to the other side, and then you kind of go back and forth. You know, you're you're scoring points and whatnot. It's very similar to tennis in that respect. And from what I've seen. Um, you know, again, not not uh, I'm no expert, but I've seen it's definitely a game that people get excited over. Like I said, they have, you know, oxygen tanks on the side in case anybody passes out. You know, in case there's, they have wheelchairs and walkers for the people who play because you know upwards of, you know, great. You have to be a great great grandparent, I believe, to be uh, admitted to pickleball. And ironically, there's a pickleball league not too not too far from me, um, over where where my kids play sometimes. And you see young people, you see older people. I mean, it, it's a game that has a, has a pretty good following, sir. So you should check it out. I mean, I'm not sure as far as like the physical side of sports what you're what you really like, but I think you may like it, Joe. I know that Angel, uh, you know, from hearing him, he's a big fan, and I know a couple other people who are who are big fans of the game. So you should check it out, sir. I mean, I'll come there. watch you play, um, or you, Angel, play. Um, I'll bring my elastic uh, kosher. Pickles and we'll have a good time. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Yo, you got away with words, let me tell you. But I tell you one <laughs> thing. Way, I mean, you got young people that are playing it. Yeah. You know, it's not only senior yeah. citizens. I mean, young people are, are catching up on it and they, they're playing very, very well. You know. You know, truth, truth be told, breaking the fifth wall as always. I called Angel by accident uh, earlier today. Did you know that, Dave? I did not. I mean, I know it's happened more than once. So you know, you you like to do that. You're one of those serial uh, serial butt dialers, which is very strange. Wrong hey, listen, angel, guys, but yeah. good. No, no, no. You guys are angel. doing a great job. You know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, I'm pretty sure other people want to talk about different topics and whatnot. But I just wanted to put my two cents in about this game that I really, you know, I'm getting into it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate well, you calling Angel. Um, you know, thank you so much. And you know, definitely Joe Joe and I will start a pure gold pickleball team and you know, you'll be our first draft pick. We'll we'll make sure to make that happen. Take care of yourself, guys, and be well, man. Thank you. You too, sir. Thank you as you always. Too, sir. The one you know, and only at the very least Angel from yeah. the park. No, at the very least he made me hungry. He made me hungry for a pickle. I mean I mean, you know, I have, like I said, I have played the game once or twice. It, you know, I mess with yeah. him. It is fun, but it's very high pace, very high energy, and it is interesting. But a lot of older people do play it, and I mean, they can keep up. I mean, when I was watching the game a couple of weeks ago, when I stopped by the park, I mean, the the vast majority of them were were much older, and they were really, really uh, shaking and baking, moving and grooving. So, you know, these yeah. uh, these uh, septuagenarians, these you know, great great grandparents on the court. They were impressive, sir, for sure. I don't see any callers on the line and again it's five one five six oh five nine seven nine six. We might as well ask our call screen while I have some time. Have you heard of pickleball? Sure. Have you played pickleball? Uh I haven't really played it. I've heard about it. I, I definitely haven't played it before. All right. You know, before before we wrap up the show, um, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Frank some more questions because um, at least he'll talk to me. Um, 
Frank, last week on Saturday, we went to a 25-year, um, I guess, ordination of um, my um, my priest that I go see, Father Steve. Did you have a good time? It was a really good time, and, and, and the food was good, and the mass was good, and um, it really shows you, like, a what a priest can do. He spent 25 years um, at that parish, which isn't normally something that, you know, they, they usually move them around. The bishops move the priests around, but I can tell from that dinner after the, the mass, there was a lot of respect for that guy. And there was a lot of people that really wouldn't want to see him leave anyway. And it was uh, really nice to experience. And I'm glad you invited me so, to that thing. So Frank, let me just chime in on this. So what you're saying is that, this guy's been in this position just as long as Brian Cashman has been, but the difference is people actually like him. Is, is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And um, I what's mean, interesting, yeah. What's interesting, I was going to say, Frank, is that it's a Polish community with an Italian twist. Um, and I don't go because there's Italians. I I actually like being reserved, going to church, uh, sitting down, and, and having some peace. Um, but the party itself, I know we rushed the food because we had something a prior, another engagement afterwards, but um, it was fun to socialize with the people, pretend I was a teacher, which I'm not, pretend you're a teacher, which you're not, um, <laughs> give a toast to the table. I think we had a, a fun time, well, and we're going to have a fun time tomorrow. I mean, I mean, you did, you did, um, you were in the classroom with the, with the, you know, the, the one um, mom who came by, and she said, you know, that was her son that that you were you were teaching. I mean, you were in you were basically teaching, but um, you know, I don't think that was a stretch for you. I appreciate the com the compliment, but I, I I truly feel that I'm not a teacher. I'm a substitute because there's a I think there's a huge difference between a substitute teacher and a teacher teacher. Um, right. Well, I mean, obviously, I a do. substitute is uh, is just some some bum they pick up off the street usually, like in your case. And then like teachers yeah. are people who are actually qualified. So yeah, there's a big difference. No, ironically, I joke about it, but um, I was actually a substitute teacher several years ago before I left New Jersey. One of the reasons I left because uh, I was you know thrown out of the uh, you know private school system. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. You know, there is a difference, obviously. Um, but I think nowadays substitute teachers do a lot more than when we were kids. Because I know substitute teachers, uh, you know, pretty much it was a, it was a free day. You just watch TV. We had one guy who was our, in our shop class. He was a sub for like three months. All he did was watch TV until we actually got a real teacher. So that's pretty much what subs did, you know. It, it's good stuff back in the day, sir. You know what's funny is that I – it's not a high-paying job, but it's the most rewarding job, um, if that makes sense. I just think that seeing the kids' faces, Mr. V, Mr. V, hey, I get hugs, I get – um, drawings, I get things that I have to take home, I put on a refrigerator. Um, I just think that um, it's a, it's been a great year in that regard. It has been high paying. Uh, I need to find a job in my field, which is uh, HR. But, um, right. you know, Frank, again, um, we're going to have fun again tomorrow or in a couple hours. We're going to have fun. We're going to meet some guys. We're going to take some pictures. Um, we're going to talk about Pure Gold and how you've been on our sh- uh, these guys have been on our show. We come on again. It will be a lot of fun tomorrow, too, even though we're getting up really early to go see you guys. <laughs> Frank has, <laughs> like, disappeared. Good stuff, Frank. 
I know for you two more nuggets. I'm sorry. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't get the question out of that. Um. Yeah. I'm ready for tomorrow. Sounds good. In fact, I'm probably gonna hit the sheet, race to the sheets right after this show. Yeah, me too. Getting up at three o'clock in the morning to head down, <laughs> down the tour. So it yeah. should be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I have two more nuggets uh, to go over with you before you go over your one nugget that you want to talk about. There are people calling left and right. Oh, God. I suddenly have to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> hey, you want to take the call? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, Frank, you know, get to work. As usual, we need our call screener operating here. we got people hanging out. we got people calling back in. I'm not sure what's going on here. I mean, the, the, the call yeah. lines are lit up, folks, with the full bank of phone calls. we got a full bank. <laughs> Uh, well, Frank Callstreams, I'll ask you, sir, uh, Dave. Um, this is a very—it's a very easy question for you because you're Spanish or you talk Spanish. But are you okay with all Spanish well, ads on uh, WFN? <laughs> I'm, okay I'm, I wish ads? I wish that the host on WFN did nothing but speak Spanish. Because of your offensive comment, I wish that everything you listened to was only in Spanish, and you actually have to go out and learn it. Because you sound like a complete and utter fool right now. Like, Dave, you're Spanish, or at least you speak Spanish. I mean, uh, all of those things, incorrect, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't care that there's ads in WFN and Espanol. As a matter of fact, I wish there were more. That is my what, that is my big thing. What if they were a different language that you didn't understand? Would you be okay with that? Absolutely. As long as you can understand it, 100% I'd be okay with it. I would actually welcome it. All right. Um, I do have two more nuggets, but we have a, a surprise topic is what I'm being told. So you want to take this call, sir? Uh, yeah, um, we will we'll take the call, and we will we will see. I believe that we are joined, if I'm not mistaken, once again by Ben. Ben, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. And I see the time is running. Uh, I yes. was unable to join the show earlier. I joined just five minutes after eight. So let's get going. Before the summer starts, the students get exams. So Dave and Joe are going to get their exams today. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to ask a question. And the invisible person of this show, who goes by the pseudonym of Frank, is going to pick who goes first, Joe or Dave. So, Frank, who goes first for the exam, Uh-oh. Joe or Dave? Uh-oh. I think Frank is actually busy right now. Taking, we pay. Listen, Ben, we pay Frank a ton of money so he can take our phone calls. I mean, th- th- this is Frank Ernst. Okay, so let's do it show. this way, Joe. I mean, Dave, so, since yes, you sir. came on, you go first, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, you have five seconds to answer the question. It's a very oh, simple question. If you don't uh, answer the question, the same question will go to Joe. Otherwise, if you answer the if, if your answer is right, Joe gets a different question. Are you ready, Dave? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Here is a question. There is a main event that's going to take place this year. What is that main event? The main event one, this year? Four one thousand. Three one thousand. The only thing I could think of would be the, uh, the political primary. One one thousand. Zero one thousand. Eh. <laughs> he said the election, Ben. Wait, Joe, main event. 
happening this year what is that may main event joe it's the 51000 it's the 2000 which one what did someone say both of you are so pathetic you guys talk about promise land they are going this year oh in two years a team from bronx plays a team from queens oh he played in world series you guys are pathetic well then um first of all let, let's be honest the odds of the mets and yankees both going to the world series it's not very likely number one number two if it does happen, that was an unfair question because you said there's going to be a main event like it's a certainty. It's not a certainty. With the Mets rotation, with the Yankees, with everything we've talked about, we'll see. But, Ben, I'll tell you this much. If the Mets and Yankees go to the World Series, we will allow you to take us. You can treat us both to one of those World Series games, Ben. What do you think about that? Wait, I didn't follow that. But which is the main <laughs> event to get there? The main event is going to happen happen it is known as 2022 qatar the world cup you guys are perfect ah. 209 oh, nations qualify for two years that's the world cup not a team from bronx team from queens and you call it a world series what's the matter with you guys you know, it's interesting that you you bring that up. See, the reason that I didn't get soccer is because I don't care about soccer. Because the rest soccer of the world cares, so you don't count. Don't say a team plays from Listen. Bronx, a team to Queens. Oh, we are in World Series. We are the world First champions. Baloney. First, First of all, let's get one thing straight. You are the one who actually mentioned the team from the Bronx and the team from Queens. That was you, not us, number one. Number two, soccer is the most boring, overrated sport in the world. The only thing worse than soccer is golf, and golf's not even a sport. And it looks like Ben hung up. Not sure what happened. We lost Ben. But Ben, soccer stinks. Anybody who likes soccer, they can call on this show, and they can listen, and we can talk about the terrors of soccer. Um, I actually have a family member who's a big soccer fan, loves it, plays it. You know, trying to get uh, actually is on on a team now, and uh, you know you couldn't pay me to watch it. It could be my own kids. My own kids could be professional soccer players, and they would have to pay me to go watch their games. But anyway, we have another caller. Let's uh, let's move on from there, and we will go with. Uh, I believe we have two callers on the same line. Um, let's go to uh, one of our numbers here, Bob and Adolfo, who would like to talk. About the New York Mets rotation, uh, is that correct? Is it is it two people on the line? Yes, Hello? sir. Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. Who is this? This Rob. Oh, Rob. Okay. I call Frank. You're fired. We had somebody tell us it was two Bob and Adolfo. I'm not sure what's going on. But Rob, uh, oh, are yes, you a Mets fan, sir? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, he's over here. He's here. <laughs> What's going on tonight? What is going on tonight? Are you guys Mets fans? Let me ask you first of all. Well, he's a Yankee. He doesn't even watch baseball, to tell you the truth. <laughs> he be a Yankee fan. I don't know what happened to him. I'm a recovering Yankee fan. Oh, jeez. 
Well, imagine being a Mets fan, but uh, what, what's your question? I believe it says something here about the Mets rotation. Uh, you think they're in trouble? Well, I don't know. Well, what happened? Was Stapuki yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so DeGrom's out until the second half of the season minimum, and then you have Scherzer who's pretty much out until after the All-Star game as well. So the Mets are kind of, you know, bits and pieces. They're working with duct tape and crazy goo trying to get this going. The fact that the Mets haven't fallen into a tailspin yet is, is pretty impressive, but um, it's kind of smoke and mirrors right now, guys. I mean, Walker was excellent this week, and so, you know, uh, McGill's out, of course, and then you have, uh, what's his face, um, Bassett, who's still, you know, kind of hanging in there. But um, what, what do you think? Do you think the Mets are going to pull it together, or do you think they're going to have another collapse like they did last year? Well, I'm used to them collapsing. I wouldn't want to be too <laughs> well, surprised or anything. That is true. That is, is definitely true. Um, what but about do you the fact think that I'm hearing? Um, go, ahead. go ahead, Joe. Sorry, go ahead. No, no you say I'm hearing. I'm hearing rumors that Bartolo Colon might be back uh, on the Mets. Do you want Bartolo Colon? He's going to be there Cologne? for the old game. He's there for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Dave, do, do you want? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you, oh, I don't know you mentioned it. You know, you said back. that you're used to it. You're used to the Mets collapsing. But I mean, your prediction, honestly, are are the Mets going to do this year, or do you have a feeling that this is a different team, or is it going to be same old Mets? Uh, the one reason I feel it's a different team is because of um, the coaching. Yeah. I don't know why I'm yeah. why I'm forgetting his Buck name Schoenberg. right now. Buck Showalter, exactly. That's the only reason I'm thinking that they might pull it out this year. That and the fact they're expanded the uh, now the teams are getting to the wild card. Yeah, so that is true. But that, you also you also book. have the fact that they got that going you know, the, for them too. Yeah, more teams in the playoffs. That, that that's definitely a good point. But um, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this show. Buck has been has been a great manager so far, a lot of good things. You know, the Mets right now, they're kind of stuck in this cycle of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, which I hate. But in all honesty, they are still looking better than they were last year. They do need to get their rotation together, and uh, and, and we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, g- give us your thoughts on this. Are the Mets going to make – are the Mets going to make a run in the playoffs, or are they going to bounce in the first round? I'd like to know. Uh it's always too early to say with the Mets. I mean, it, a lot of it might come down to uh, what happens at the trade deadline. You know, they might be looking to pick up uh, no starting pitching. I don't know. It's tough to say. My heart says yes. His heart says this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does your heart say yes, Dave, or do you want to end the show? Well, I think I think that um, I'm going to predict the Mets will make it in the playoffs, and and they'll make it, you know, pretty far. I'm not going to say World Series or anything like that, but you know, I'm hoping that the Mets will. This will be a different year, and we'll be having a different conversation. So, you know, guys, we appreciate you calling in, and you know, feel free to call in any time. We could talk some more Mets as they go along, you know, throughout the season. But um, but thanks again. We we appreciate you guys calling in. One more quick thing, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to see another Subway series? 
I Joe talks about it a lot. He's obsessed with it. He wants the Mets to basically get revenge from 2000 and go and sweep the Yankees or whatever the case is. I mean, I personally, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not a Yankee hater. I'm a Mets fan. I don't like the Yankees, but you know, I'd rather the Mets win than the Yankees lose. So, I mean, if it happened, the only way I'd say yes is if the Mets come out on top. I don't want the Mets losing to the Yankees again in the Subway Series. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've been hovering about it for the past three weeks. I want to see the Mets uh, and the Yankees make the World Subway Series, and then I want the Mets to win four games to zero. I want to sweep. I, that's how much I hate the Yankees. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather see a four-game sweep at Kansas City. I'd rather get revenge on them. You know, that World Series, we've talked about it on the air, 2015. Yeah, I, I could see one not wanting to take a chance with the Yankees. But the truth is that, that that Kansas City Series really bothers me because the Mets could have beaten the Royals that year, and they just basically fell apart. Most of the games they lost, you know, they cost themselves the game, and I think that the Mets could have won that World Series. So that is definitely, definitely something that um, that, that sticks in my craw for sure. But whoever it is, whoever the Mets are playing, as long as they win, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But, again, we, we thank you for calling in, sir. Appreciate it. All right. I think I think you mean sirs. It was mostly just Rob talking, so, you know, I know you mentioned that there was another person there, but Rob did most of the most of the talking, sir. So uh, I believe you said you had a nugget, sir? I mean, this is something that I talked to you. I didn't talk to Frank about it, but it happened, I think, today or yesterday. There's a certain celebrity that um, talks on the radio I listen to. Um, he ordered an Uber. He got an Uber with gas inflation up so high. We don't know why. You know, we don't know how high it's going to go. But tell me why um, a Tesla is increasing their charges, their gas surcharges when it's an electric-powered car. Um, don't you think the government needs to step in and say, "Wait a minute, Tesla, you don't get to raise your gas prices. You don't have gas. You're electric." Yeah, I mean, uh, that is very weird, but nothing surprises me. I was talking to my dad the other day about the gas price, uh, the hike years ago, where the airlines started then charging you for their bags, and then even when the gas prices came, and they they claim that it was because of the fact that you know gas prices had gone up, but then when gas prices went all the way back down again, those surcharges stayed, and they've stayed for years now, so it's a joke. Anybody will, will take whatever chance they get, whatever opportunity to get more money. Yeah. So we had uh, an unfortunate passing um, to end the show. I hate to be a Debbie Downer yet again, but we had a passing um, that just I just heard the news about an hour ago. Um, who passed away in the world of Hollywood? Well, I was I was stunned because you know I'm not on social media for the most part, and then uh, Kelly, the producer, tells me right before the show that uh, Ray Liotta died, and I can I could not believe it. Very sad to hear it. I was always a huge Ray Liotta fan, great actor. Obviously, he was in Goodfellas. You know, I mean, you name it, he was in it. Definitely a great actor, somebody who is known throughout the land, so to speak, for all of his, his, you know, iconic roles. I just, you know, he died apparently from, you know, from from what I read, he was found dead. Um, You know, he was in Field of Dreams. He was in... Several famous movies. I just uh, he died in Dominican Republic, actually, which I think he was on vacation or filming a movie, one or the other. But I mean, man, 67 years old, obviously not a young guy, but you know, wasn't 85, 90 years old. 
Um, just a shame, an absolute shame. Always loved him. Always thought he was great in any movie that he was in. Just, just a big fan, and it's a shame that this happens. Of course, obviously, you know, life, death is a big part of life. But man, what a, you know, he was born in New Jersey, actually, which is interesting for sure. Um, but you know, this guy was, this guy was an icon in in the film industry, and just somebody who really, you know, everybody knows Ray Liotta. He was in Copland also with uh, with Stallone. I mean, just tons and tons of films, and just just a great guy, sir. A great guy overall. I mean, he's a Jersey guy, so I obviously like him. Obviously, definitely, maybe. Um, but his last movie, I think, was The Many Saints of Newark. He did a good job in that movie. He's done, you know, Goodfellas and a couple other mob movies. He's a he even looks like a mobster, even though he's an actor. To me, he looks like a mobster uh, in real life. So, um, way too young. It's a shame to hear that he has passed away. Rest in peace. God bless. Um, sorry for him and his family. Yeah, definitely. Uh, awful way to end the show, but I mean, we started on a sad note. May as well end on a sad note. You know, folks, um, this this was this was a show for the ages, uh, and I'm not sure if I mean that in a positive way or a negative way. But for those of you who called in, we really appreciate it. For those of you listening, we really appreciate it. As always, it wouldn't be pure gold without technical difficulties, of which we had many of them. But hopefully, we'll be able to get all the the kinks ironed out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You know, we. Uh, we hope you stick with us. The show is only going to get better and better from here. But with that being said, I think it's time to go. Once again, folks, make sure next week you call 7 to 830-515-605-9796. Okay, I'll admit it. I'm an egomaniac. What can I say? Shame on you. As usual, I'm right. You're wrong. Are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met. Joining us on the hotline. A fresh take on sports and entertainment. Dave and Joe tell it like it is. David and Joe are simply the best. Great talk radio every week. I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do. Pure Gold is the best. I like Pure Gold. Pure Gold. I got two words for you. Pure Gold. <laughs> You guys are awesome. Don't forget to follow Pure Gold on Blog Talk Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to Pure Gold on iTunes. Good night, everyone.